Welcome to the Gospel in Lagos, the sermon podcast of City Church Lagos. We hope this sermon answers the doubts or questions that you have about the gospel, its relevance to your life, and the ever-evolving culture around us. Our vision is to see the city of Lagos and beyond renewed by the gospel, and to make that happen, we need your support. You can do this by rating this podcast, following us, and giving through the Give tab on our website, citychurchlagos.com. Thank you for your generosity. We pray this sermon impacts you positively with the gospel. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Is it too early? Is it too early? No, no, it's not. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. My name is Emmanuel, and for those who aren't residents in Lagos, maybe you're an IJGB, um, or maybe you live outside of Lagos in Nigeria, can I just say, on behalf of everybody in this room, thank you for making traffic worse for all of us this week. Someone put on Twitter and said, um, why is there so much traffic? I go to shops, I go to shopping malls, I go to places to eat, and you know, there's no space. And I knew my mind knew it was the IJGB people and those that just came back. Because when I was growing up, coming to Lagos was always a milestone. And so things like, I want to go to the beach. I've never seen beach before in my life. Um, people that, you know, some of you that have come with your your hard-earned, saved-up money, you're like, this time I'm going to spend it. And so we, we're happy to have you around if this is your first time. But maybe not just IJGB people, maybe also those who are in Lagos. I don't know if it's just me. It seems like everybody in Lagos got married this week. <laughs> or maybe there was a birthday, or there was a graduation. Like, something was always happening. You just check on WhatsApp or Instagram, and it's like, my God. Like, can we even take a break? What's going on here? And so in the words of that um, Christmas carol that we all love so much, party after party. That's the song that many of us have decided, that that's the song, theme song for this season. And some of us have said that this December is going to be so dirty that it will take Jig and Hypo to wash it clean before it gets clean. Um, but... If you've been to any Nigerian event, um, as some of you have, and many of you have this past week, you know there's always something that features. So there's the food, there's the drinks, there's the vibe, there's the atmosphere, but there are always these individuals who we call Mugbo Muya. Um, translated into English literally means, I hear, I branch, right? If, if, if that doesn't translate, I'm sorry, I don't know how to do better than that. But there's always somebody who is at the occasion who doesn't actually know what the occasion is about. Somebody who you ask, who is the celebrant? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are they celebrating? I don't know. I'm just here for the food and I'm here for the drinks. 
And more than at any other time in our lives as human beings, more than any other season in the year, Christmas is that time where there's a tendency for us to be mugbomweas. There's a tendency for us to be all about the celebration, all about the, our calendars are so full of places that we want to go, things that we want to do that we actually miss out on what the point of the season is. And our text this morning will not allow us to forget. Because if we forget, we are likely to miss out not just on what it is, but the import of that for our lives. And so our text this morning shows us that we have a problem. Our problem is our condition. You see that in the last phrase of the verse that Sandra just read to us, 1 John 4 verse 9, it says that we might live through him. And so that implies that we actually weren't living before, that we were dead, or better still, we're the living dead, or if you're into horror movies, God help you, the undead. I don't know why people will pay their hard-earned money to go to a cinema and watch horror movies. I don't know why. Why would you want to scare yourself? Don't answer me. Is it, your, your answer is bad. Like, your reason is bad. Your motivation is bad. But we're the undead. Think about, in fact, what John wants us to see this morning is if you've watched Michael Jackson's thriller video, those people who are moving through aimless, those zombies who are just going through, cursing through, waltzing through the, the course of their, their lives, that's us. We're zombies. We're dead. And if you know anything about zombies or dead people, no matter how many times you spray a perfume on the corpse, it still stinks. No matter how well the makeup is, I buried my grandmother last year. She was very well made up. I've never seen her well as made up as I saw her in the coffin when she was dead. There is a virus that is coursing through our veins, coursing through our lives, and no matter how well you're living your life right now, friends, apart from Christ, this text is telling us we are the undead, the living dead. On July 20, 2014, a Liberian lawyer came into Nigeria on an Askai Airlines flight from um, Monrovia. He had stopped over in Togo, and then he came into Nigeria for, him, for a meeting. What he didn't know at the time, and what many people didn't know at the time, was that there was a virus in his veins that was just counting down, was the Ebola virus. And Patrick Sawyer flew into Nigeria thinking that he was going to go about the normal course of his life, but actually he was just a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. A text tells us that apart from Jesus, that is us. And if you're here this morning, you're not a Christian. If you're here, you're joining us in the singing. You're joining us. You've been carrying flagell and talazol around Lagos because of all the things that you're going to eat. That is great and wonderful. But friends, can I tell you, it's not only your stomach that will explode. You are the living dead. But if there's ever good news, it's also in this passage, because not only does the text show us our condition, the text also shows us God's solution. 
And if you wanted to break this verse down, if we had the time, there are six things that I would have loved to say to you about this verse. And you can see it in this one verse. It says, God showed us his love. God showed us his love among us. God showed us his love by sending. God showed us his love among us by sending his one and only son. God showed us his love by sending his one and only son into the world. God showed us his love among us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. If we wanted to capture all those six things together and put it into this one thing, it's that God loves you. And maybe some of you you heard the song I said earlier that is our soundtrack, party after party. I like Emmanuel. Surely you know that Instagram is not representative of what's going on in my life. Some of you have had a very difficult year. Some of you, Christmas is bringing back memories because loved ones who you have spent time with this year no longer exist. Things that you'd have typically done, ways you'd have celebrated with friends because of the economy or because of your job or because of just how the world is, you can no longer do those things. And you say, no, my own song is not party after party. My song is what love got to do with it. Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken because it doesn't make sense all that I'm experiencing right now. But can I tell you, friends, God loves you. And our passage tells us three quick things that I want to quickly show us right now. It says, God showed his love. He demonstrated his love by sending his one and only son. If you could ever accuse the Bible of an understatement, it's this, it's in this one verse. God sent his one and only son because when, as Nigerian parents, we think about sending people, this privilege that I've just discovered as a parent that you can actually be resting, burning zero calories on the couch, and you see a remote control right next to you, and you're like, I will not burn five calories to pick that up. I will call my son who is in the room, who is somewhere else, mine is all business, to come and get it for me. And so some of us think when we read the text and it says God sent his only son, that's what we think. Oh, God just sent Jesus to run this errand for him, and that's all. But no, God sent his one and only son. God sends himself. God comes. Christ, who was never a human being, he doesn't stop being God, but he comes and becomes like one of us. Pastor Femi reminded us a couple of weeks ago at the Christmas um, 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 carol that we had earlier, or part one carol that we had earlier. Um, Martin Luther, the German reformer, said it so beautifully. He said, the son of God became a son of man so that the sons of men might become the sons of God. He doesn't stop being who he was. He doesn't stop being God. He comes down to become one of us. He takes on our condition. He takes on our posture so that he can save us. Theologians call this the incarnation. And it's something that at Christmas that we're actually quite, we're able to just breeze over very quickly. But actually, they wanted to stone Jesus for this. In John chapter 10, verse 33, they're like, how can you equate yourself with God? How can you say that you're God? You're just a mere human being. And so when we gather like this, we're singing these songs, when we feast with friends, we're remembering this great thing that seems illogical to our minds, but this is how God chooses to demonstrate his love by becoming one of us. How is it 
that the one who put all the hormones in Mary's body to produce breast milk is now at her breast receiving breast milk? How is it that the one who never sleeps nor slumbers now has to be put in a manger and parted to sleep? How is it that the one who never blinks an eye and watches over the whole world now has to be carried and held by his own mother? God showed his love by sending his one and only son. If you can imagine what it is like for you as a human being to become an ant, tiny, weak, subject to the weather and to the whims and caprices of human beings who can just step on you at any point in time. If you can understand that, then maybe, just maybe, you can begin to understand what it is like for God to become one of us. And maybe you're here, you're like, I feel hopeless. Can I just say to you that Jesus becoming human gives us the greatest hope that we have. God showed his love among us by sending his one and only son. But God shows his love among us by sending his one and only son into the world. And here we see the location of Christ's coming. When he talks about the world, John is not talking here qualitatively about the number of people in the world, like, oh, 8 billion, 6 billion, or whatever the number was by the national population census of Israel at the time. John is using the word qualitatively to talk about the kind of system Christ comes into. When John uses the world throughout his writings in the gospel and in the epistle, he's talking about the, the human race or the human system in opposition to God. This is where Jesus steps into. This is where Jesus comes into. God doesn't wait for a time when we want him. God doesn't wait for a time when we need him. God doesn't wait for a time when we are begging him to come. God comes after us anyway. Some people have said that the um, conflict between Israel and Palest and, and Pal Israelis and Palestinians has reached a new height um, with the happenings in Gaza recently. They hate each other largely. Hamas has sworn to take out the nation of Israel. And so you can imagine if Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, leaves Tel Aviv and says, I want to relocate to the Gaza Strip. That is where I want to set up office. That is where I want to be. That is where I want to help the people. And he's living among them. Hamas can cut his head off anytime. Hamas can do anything to him at any time. If, if, if that can happen, if, if you can imagine that, that is what it's like for Jesus to come into the world for you and I. There are many people who say they love you or care about you. But you see, the love that the world gives us, reminds us of at times like this at Christmas is the love that we can pay something for, the love that we can earn. But when Christ comes as a child, as a baby, he doesn't come because we deserve it. He comes in spite of our resistance to him. And he says, I'm going to be like one of those people. I'm going to live among them. I'm going to die for them. I'm going to become like them. 
God shows his love by sending his one and only son. God shows his love by sending his one and only son into the world. But God shows his love by sending his one and only son into the world so that we may live through him. And this is the good news of Christmas, my friends. At Christmas, it is the great substitution. Christmas is the setup for Easter. Christmas is the ticker at the bottom of your TV screen saying, breaking news, there is hope for the world. Breaking news, Christ is stepping into your lifelessness. He's bringing his life in exchange for your lifelessness. He's bringing his hope in exchange for your hopelessness. He's bringing his love and his faith in exchange for your faithlessness. Friends, that is why we can be sure that no matter what comes our way, no matter what we experience in life, no matter what the exchange rate is saying, no matter what our bank statement says, everything will turn out well because Christ has come to give us life. So maybe your song is party after party. I hope not. Maybe your song is what's love got to do with it. I hope not. This verse gives us a better song. When love came down, we got life. When love became one of us, we could become like him. When love walked among us, there was hope for us. And so Stuart Townend, one of the minds behind what is now the, maybe one of the most popular modern hymns in Christ alone, wrote a song called When Love Came Down to Earth. And here's what he says in the first verse. When love came down to earth and made his home with men, the hopeless found hope. The sinner found a friend. Not to the powerful, but to the poor he came. And humble, hungry hearts were satisfied again. What joy, what peace has come to us. What hope, what help, what love. What love, friends. What love. Let's bow down our heads as we pray. If you haven't met Jesus um, and you're all for the celebration, can I just invite you to ask him to make himself real and true and, and living to you? That the one who put on flesh would reveal himself to you. But maybe you've met Jesus, you're a Christian, you say you're a Christian, but you don't particularly feel excited about Christmas at this time. Or maybe you've forgotten. Can I ask you to just pray and, and ask him to, to warm your heart again with his love? To warm your heart again with the reality that because he has become like you, you can become like him. You can experience the fullest potential that he's given you. So Lord, we are grateful this morning that you came, came not just waltzing through, came to save zombies like me and my brothers and sisters here. But Lord, you didn't just do it by snatching us out of the pit as it were. Lord, you came down in the pit with us. You, you came into this broken, messed up system with us. Lord, you put on flesh like us. You sweated. Lord, you bled. You 
cried, you experienced difficulty. So that we who were the sons of men might become sons of God. Or better put, we who were aliens, outcasts, Lord, can now have a home and be called your children. So Lord, we pray that you would help us. Let us remember that it was all for love. And let us remember, oh God, that you have called us to show that love again to our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you found this sermon helpful, we hope you join us in the mission of renewing Lagos with the gospel by sharing it, rating this podcast and following us. These actions help us reach more people with the gospel. You can also connect with us on various social media platforms via the handle at City Church Lagos. City Church, love Jesus, love people, love Lagos.